Welcome to Talcast, your creator national podcast. Network News, Episode 121. Welcome, GNN fans, to another episode of God Network News, the podcast that tells you what God's doing around the world, not what CNN tells you, but what GNN tells you is going on in the world. If you're tired of listening to all of that crisis network news and you want to hear what God's doing, well, give us a listen. Here on CalCast, we all value so much our CalCast website followers. You can go to the CalCast website at godnetworknews.com. That's one word, godnetworknews.com. And on there, you can become a follower and be reminded of all of the new episodes that are posted. And there's also all kinds of exciting and wonderful resources that are on that website. But we really do value all of our followers, so we wanted to mention a few of their names just to give them a shout out and a big thanks and appreciation. First one is Brian Hogan, then B. McCarter, uh, Dave Abreu, Edwin Chia, Boz Jewel, Peter R. Warren, Shiro Ailani, Heather Hunt, M. Chang Jamadia, Selena Decker, Fekde Kuam, Marian Taran, Teresa Lawrence, Mark Kordek, Merv McDermott, Mary Smith, Bob Gibson, Ruben Shadrach, Cynthia Lay, Daris Panasic, Ben Shure, Rhonda Harrison, Julie Betts, Princess Estosia. That's an interesting one. <laughs> we have royalty watching us. Uh, Lorraine Bernard, Velafi Habagana. I hope I pronounced that correct. Leah. Blaze Ostiel, Arnold Remtema, Steve Good, Donna Ruth Jordan, Bobby Corden, Karak Bahadur Tamang. I'm sure I got that right. <laughs> Todd Sauerman, who I just saw last night. Richard Montagna, Asa Olsing from Sweden, Reginald Dupas, Michael Dixon, and Stefan or Stephen Smith. So thank you to all of our followers. And as we have new followers coming up and joining our podcast network, we will be sure to mention your names along with anyone who gives any financial or even any comments to the episodes. We will mention you. 
Carol and I were recently at a conference, which was a special international gathering of people from an organization that focuses specifically on sharing the gospel with Muslims around the world. And we met this wonderful brother who we'll call Jack. And Jack told us some amazing stories of his work in Indonesia. Indonesia has 300 plus different languages, a thousand different islands in that archipelago. There's people just scattered everywhere. You have a few Christians and you have a large number of Hindus and Buddhists, as well as the vast majority being Muslim. And so this is a very strategic place for our brother and his team to be working and sharing the gospel with uh, people from a Muslim background. And he began to share with us these stories about what God was doing. And we quickly pulled out our recorder. And even though some of the background noise might be a little bit distracting, that clears up after a little while. But it was just so exciting, the stories of what God was doing. We had to bring it to you, our God Network News listeners. Greeting once again, God Network News listeners. Uh, we have another wonderful story with uh, our new friend uh, Jack, uh, who's working amongst Muslims in a very unreached uh, location. And uh, we have my lovely wife here, Carol, and she's going to introduce uh, a bit of the topic that Jack is going to be talking about today. As we've been talking to Jack, I, I see that many times that we hear that, oh, it's so hard to reach Muslims, and many times workers are scared. There's a spirit of fear. But also the people that we come across, we, we see them with amulets on their necks or different things that they do that just show that they are so scared of the evil spirits in the spirit world and that we need to come and pray and see some of these strongholds of the enemy released so that they can hear and their ears are open to hear and their hearts are receptive. Then we know that the scripture tells us that, that there's no fear in love and that perfect love casts out all fear. And so as we come in the perfect love of Jesus, we can see some of these uh, strongholds of fear released. And so Jack was telling us this really awesome story of how a short-term team had real boldness and wanted to go to some shamans in the area. And so we want him to share this exciting story of what happened as a result of this team going to reach some of the strongholds and the shaman and some of the witchcraft spirit in this nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, once again, we had a short-term team that I felt very strongly that the way that we needed to visit an area where there's an unengaged, unreached people group is to find out where the center of spiritual power is and to go to that center and pray in that that area and maybe over whatever object or whatever person uh, might be, um, you know, in charge of of that uh, spiritual power. And so in the region that we were in, uh, visiting, uh, we stayed in a hotel uh, that uh, was with a, a man who was very welcoming. And in fact, uh, the night before, uh, his wife had been prayed for. She had uh, experienced a healing. And her daughter, who was in med school, had observed this. And so it was a really uh, nice evening. And so I woke up the next morning and I went up on the rooftop of, of the, well, 
it was an unfinished roof, so mm-hmm. I, I wasn't actually on the shingles. But <laughs> I went up on top of the building where I could see the beach and the mountain where you know there was a, where the shaman resided, who they referred to actually his name is actually the name of the area, mm-hmm. and uh, so you're not supposed to say his proper name, but you're only supposed to address him uh, with the name of the area. Yeah. And uh, so I was up on the rooftop. We were going to go visit him that day. And I was just looking around and I noticed these decorations on the rooftop of of this place we were staying. And uh, I just prayed, Lord, if there's any significance to that, you know, then I'd, I'd like to know and, you know, just reveal it to me. And so immediately as I looked up at the mountain after I had prayed that prayer, um, it, the shape of those decorations that I had seen on the rooftop of the place we were staying, which were on nobody else's house that I could see for a very long distance, uh, the shape of that decoration was in the clouds. Mm. Um, in fact, there were like eight of them, mm. and they were moving, like marching down from the mountain to the beach area, mm. So, and moving from right to left. And so I started thinking, well, you know, maybe this has something to do with it. So I started to pray with great fervor, you know, Lord, uh, this area, I just pray that in Jesus' name, whatever oppression has occurred over the centuries, which has been invited in here, I call it off in Jesus' name, by the blood of Jesus. And I was really worked up about it. And uh, so the clouds disappeared. And then, you know, I started thinking to myself, ah, maybe I just made that up. <laughs> so I, I, I talked myself yeah. out of, you know, this had anything to do with it. So I went on to praying just regular prayers. And it wasn't but five minutes later that the same type of cloud formation was in the sky coming from the mountain to the beach. But this front, this time from left to right, mm. which is very unusual. I mean, I, I don't know how wind patterns work and mm. I'm not an expert in the weather, but for them to have appeared and gone from left to right, and then for them to appear again and go from right to, to or left to right and right to left, the opposite direction, yeah. uh, was uh, I started thinking, oh, I got to pray again. So I just got, you know, I got up, started praying in the name of Jesus. You know, I, I declare freedom over all the people here, and and uh, was really worked up. And then the clouds disappeared, and I talked myself out of it again. <laughs> Thank you.